0: Well, good morning. It's lovely to be here. Uh, Last night was amazing. I was very moved um, uh, to see the prayer ministry team and to see the hospitality team. It's the first time I've come to a ladies' conference and I was given a glass of what I thought was champagne (laughs) when I came in the door. And a beautiful fluted glass and a white bubbly liquid and I thought oh this is an amazing conference. <laughs> First time I've had champagne I was just mildly disappointed <laughs> that in fact it wasn't champagne it was bubbly slur but nevertheless <laughs> it was actually very nice. Uh, I live uh, just outside Edinburgh in a little village called North Queensferry I have two grown sons and I'm a granny and I serve the Lord in a church called St Mungos uh, which is a renewed episcopalian church Uh, we all got hit by the holy spirit during what was known as the toronto blessing about 20 years ago and and since then we've become a church that soaks in the spirit and we aspire to minister in the spirit and Uh, and we have a a church much like yours in our worship, very similar to what you've got here. So it's lovely to be here. Uh, As a granny, I have three little babies. Hamish is three, Henry is two, and Hannah is six months old. And I thought they're going to run out of H's any day now, (laughs) so H, H, H. But now I see, uh, you probably are familiar with children, but I had Hamish for a sleepover with Granny and uh, the other day he came running to me and took me into the bathroom and, and he had dropped his little toothbrush down the toilet and he was saying, my toothbrush and I, So I picked out the toilet and I threw it in the bin and I said, dirty, 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 dirty. And so he looked for a little minute and then he took me by the hand into my bathroom and he picked up my brush and he said, that fell in there three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> ew. so the fact I am still alive as a granny, I, uh, we take our little grandchildren sometimes to visit People in a care home and <laughs> the care home assistants had their little children with them. And and there was one little girl who was fascinated with all the things that older people need. You know, the special lifts that lift you down into the bath and the special walking machines. And, and she just was this little girl just asking all these questions. You know, what's that mummy and what's that mummy and what's that, and what's that big lift above the bath mummy and... And finally, she came to a glass of water that was full of two sets of false teeth. <laughs> and the little girl was just like, wow. And the mother was bracing herself for the question, you know, what's that, mummy? And, and the little girl was going, wow, wow. And then she looked up at her mummy and she said, the tooth fairy will never believe this. <laughs> So so it's great to be here and uh, this morning I, I want to speak to you about mountains. I, I love mountains, I, I ski in mountains, I visit mountains, I've got a picture there of some mountains uh, and every time I can it, it's good for me, it's good for my soul to get out into the mountains and of course as you... And I read the scripture, we we realize and we understand through scripture we have to be a mountain-moving people. But also we have to be a mountain-taking people. And we're going to look at a little bit this morning how to help you, first of all, move the mountains that are obstacles. Mountains can be seen as an obstacle to the way forward. Uh, which means sometimes we have to go round or over. And and I suppose there are times when Jesus wants to move and wants us to be a people who move those obstacles that are standing in our way. But then, of course, uh, in the book of Numbers, uh, we also read that we have to possess mountains. And because I love to be in the mountains and I love to ski in the mountains, I, I like to read books about mountains and I like to read uh just uh, stories about those who are mountain climbers i i'm not a mountain climber but i certainly aspire to be a mountain person and so if you have your bibles this morning i'll be reading from matthew 17 and 20 i think i maybe have some scriptures on the screen for you today <coughs> and matthew 17 and 20 jesus said if you have faith as a mustard seed, you shall say to this mountain to move from here to there, and nothing shall be impossible. I want you just to turn to your neighbor and and just affirm together as a people of God, nothing shall be impossible. Can you just say that to one another? Nothing (laughs) shall be impossible. Nothing shall be impossible. I mean, that's an amazing challenge. Uh, And, of course, there are times when I say, well, maybe some things are impossible, and then I go and read Scripture again, and Scripture seems to hit me in the head. No, nothing. And there's something this morning for you and I about our faith. There, There is something within me that wants to grow in faith. And very often my prayer for myself is more 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 sometimes i don't know what i'm praying for more more can mean many things more of your tears on my face more of your love in my heart more of your ways in my life more of your compassion more of your tenderness more transformation more 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 like you more able and then of course more faith more power more of you in my life and there is a a little mathematician or a a a formula that i have here's the heavenly maths god's word plus so this is us back at school we're in a school god's word plus my faith equals a supernatural breakthrough And I woke up early this morning and I felt the Lord was saying supernatural breakthroughs. And supernatural breakthroughs need supernatural courage. But supernatural breakthrough needs something about the word from God, the promise from God. That which God is looking for, that which God is drawing in this place your attention to. This church will have certain promises that my church won't have. We, we live in a suburb of Edinburgh. We're out of town. Edinburgh is a city that we pray for. But, but you're right in this city place, this town place. And God's word for this place plus your faith equals, oh my goodness, equals supernatural breakthrough and I started to think wow well what would that look like a supernatural breakthrough in an amazing place like Carrick Fergus I was very touched last night we were speaking about courage to the ladies and I thought that the prayer ministry team just waved to me if the prayer ministry team is here today I thought you were so courageous they, these girls just came out and and all these people came out for prayer and and these girls looked as if they'd been ministering for about 55 years, and uh, I thought, wow, I I thought probably you were the most courageous people in the room. Mm. And there's still something about supernatural courage is needed for supernatural breakthroughs. And we've to be a mountain moving people, which means we need to understand how to move the obstacles to the advancement that the kingdom of God in taking this town, this city, this place for the Lord. And and I'd like us to have a little practice as a family of God. Jesus said that if you say, move, that you can move these mountains. If you have faith, a little bit of faith, the size of a mustard seed, you can say to mountains, obstacles, to move. So uh, I'm going to count one, two, three, and as a family we are going to say move. We're just having a wee practice. I'm going to grade you one out of ten, two out of ten. If you get ten you're very good. I'm going to say three times move, and I'll just have my little sound machine and I might be going up, 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 and we say to these mountains, if you have faith you can say the word move. So I'm going to count you in and let. Li- I think maybe we should stand for this. Shall we stand and shake, shake it all out and uh, just shake your legs and so get ready. If you've got your hands behind your back, this won't work. Uh, so get ready. I want you to imagine I'm the mountain. Don't imagine I'm the obstacle. Imagine I'm the mountain. Are you ready? Three, two, one, move. 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 Wow. I think I'll ask the pastor to grade that. Seven and, a half. seven and a half. Pretty good. I, oh, he thinks you're pretty good. I think you could do a little bit better. So we're going to try and lift your voice. Try and get your body. Let's do a little bit of rock and roll here. Let's try and... Uh, I I was told you were a rocking, rolling people, so are you ready? Three, two, one, move, 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 Move! whoa, that was much better. Give yourselves a round of applause. (laughs) Whoa. that means that now that I've heard you as a 10 out of 10 people, you can say if you have faith to these mountains to move. And nothing is impossible. And I started to ponder this morning, well, what are the mountains that perhaps God would have us move this morning for this place? And uh, I felt mountains of worry. I want you to think of that, a mountain of worry, a mountain of hopelessness. I felt there were some relational mountains, meaning relationships that aren't quite working I felt there were some financial mountains and if we have faith we can say to those things that are blocking our progress, those things that are sticking us, those things that are holding us back and preventing us moving beyond the place that you're at, we can actually speak to those things and say to move and they are cast into the sea. So we have to be a mountain moving people. We've also to be a mountain taking people. And there's a scripture I want to draw your attention to. It's in Joshua 14 and verse 10. And this is Caleb speaking, Uh, and I love this. This gives me great hope. You you will be pleased to hear I am not 85 yet. Although my granny, I'm not 85. So I think, "Wow, I'm good for another 20 or more years. Come on, let's go for this. But Joshua, when he was 85, is there anybody that's 85 here this morning? No? we we'll need to find some strong 85-year-olds. <laughs> but, but Caleb says, I am 85 years old today. I am still as strong today as I was in the day Moses sent me. As my strength was then, So my strength is now for war and for going out and coming in. And the next slide, here's our big prayer for this morning. He goes on to say, now then, give me this mountain. This is an amazing prayer. This 85-year-old, I'm as strong now as I was then. I'm still as strong for going out and coming in. And he's kind of making a case for himself. And this is an amazing prayer. Uh, It's been a prayer that I've been praying for several years now now then. So even although I'm older, give me this mountain. Even although uh, some people might think we should be retiring in our 60s, give me this mountain. And I started to pray this prayer, give me this mountain. You see, we have to be mountain moving people and we have to speak to things that are standing in the way of our progress. But we also have to be mountain taking people, mountain possessing people. And I started to think, well, what are some of the mountains that you have to possess? This was a blessing, this was an inheritance this that he, that Caleb, is speaking about was something that was promised to him by the Lord. It was his place, it was his land, it was his possession. And those things that God has for you as your possession in this land those places, those structures, those homes, those jobs I started to think of homes. I started to think of jobs. I I started to think of places of influence. Places in your council, places in education, places in medicine, places of influence. Now give us those mountains. Take us to that place. Let those places be our legacy. Let those places be our inheritance. That we might be a people of influence in this place as we seek to possess this place as a place of blessing for the Lord Jesus Christ. Just practice that prayer as a whisper, just for a moment, now give me this mountain. Just say it as a prayer, now give me this mountain. Let's hear a whisper from you, now give me this mountain. And as you whisper it, now give me this mountain, I'm really praying the Lord will start to reveal to you as his people, which mountains you've to, you'll see them. you'll be walking along the street and you'll see that's a place we have to possess. That's a place of influence. That's a seat of influence. That's a pillar of influence that we as his people in this town have to possess. Now give me those mountains. And I want to speak about three specific mountains. And On our next slide, I, I have suggested that there might be three specific mountains for you You can decide for yourself. The the interesting thing when I go is that when you all walk out to go to lunch and when you all walk out to go home, you'll start to see stuff that I, as a visitor, wouldn't see. Give me this mountain. Well, what mountains are specific to you? Number one, I felt there was the mountain, and I didn't know how to say in a nice economical way, the mountain of people coming to Christ. Uh, that your pastor probably has a much more uh, accurate way of saying that. but sometimes we do church and sometimes we worship and we pray and and yet we are not seeing life touched, not too far beyond our walls anyway. Now give me this mountain, the mountain, of people coming to christ the mountain and the courage with us within us to be able to share our faith with other people as a church we are praying very much for that give me this mountain mm-hmm. uh, uh, we've grown from a wee episcopalian church of 30 and then the, the spirit hit us and then we grew to 300 and then we grew to 600 and and we also meet in a school Uh, And our capacity in the hall is about a thousand, and and we realise we're growing to nine. I thought when we go to nine hundred and ninety-nine, we're out of here because it's it's too much, and we've started to plant churches in other places to prepare for growth. Now, give me this mountain of people coming, new people coming to know the Lord. Story of a girl called Nikki. And Nikki, her profession was that she was a stripper in a nightclub. And people in the church started to share faith with her. And one day she came to church and she got saved. And a week after she gave her life to the Lord, she phoned the pastor and she said, Have you read that bit in the bible that says my god shall supply all my needs have you read that bit pastor and he said yes i've read that bit nikki (laughs) and she said does that mean god doesn't want me to work as a stripper anymore and that he'll take care of me yes yes that's what that means nikki and then she would phone the pastor week by week with other little gems about god loving her and god being her father and god Providing for her, my God, will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. Pastor, pastor, does that mean I don't need to worry about working in this industry? And he said, yes, that means that. The night of her baptism was an interesting night. <laughs> she invited all her friends who were also in the sex industry. And, and they all came dressed uh, in kind of low cut t-shirts and high-cut miniskirts. And that moment, you see, we'd been praying, Lord, give us this mountain, the mountain of new people added to our family. That was a junction moment for our church. Because we meet in the school, we baptize everyone in the warm waters of the swimming pool. We are not brave enough for the Scottish seas. And that night was a junction moment for us that night prophetically i thought we should have a sign outside our door saying we are the church that doesn't care and i thought well people might misunderstand me we are the church that doesn't care how how can we say that we are the church that doesn't care where you're from we are the church that doesn't care what you've done We're the church that doesn't care what you're into. We're the church that doesn't care where you've been. But come, come, the invitation to come. And that was a junction moment for our church. We're all terribly respectable Anglicans. And we had the best baptism ever. We had just the best baptism. So number one, the mountain of people coming to christ number two lord give me this mountain and and i want to call this mountain the mountain of supernatural breakthroughs you see I, I suppose we are now we can read script we're lucky i i do a lot of work in cambodia and in countries in borneo and different places like that and some places i go to they don't have bibles in their language i was in a place called barrio in borneo and and my my teaching had been translated into three different dialects and there was no bibles i mean it was a very interesting time that i had there but every time i go to places that don't have bibles i see supernatural breakthroughs because they just believe god of the supernatural invisible amazing god who will heal and who will release and who will provide and they don't have a single bible and sometimes then i come back to the west and we have bibles in five different versions we have the new international version the the standard revised version the the slimming world version the What would it look like for you to possess a mountain, give me this mountain, to possess the mountain called Supernatural Breakthroughs? Part of my work over the last while has been to plant Christian counselling centres and Christian wellness centres throughout Scotland. So that there's a federation of counselling services throughout the nation so that people don't have to travel to Edinburgh or to Glasgow, but in the islands and the highlands and the wee places and the big places, they will find places to go to where they will be healed of their broken heart. (laughs) So that was my vision. And and one day I felt the Lord was telling me I was to go to the island of (coughs) Skye. and plant a Christian counselling service and some of you might have been to Sky at your holidays but it's a, it's an island off the west coast and it's all little crofts and little wee cottages and there didn't seem to be a building in my memory of Sky that would be suitable to be a Christian counselling service. And so I was driving up the road, it's a five-hour drive from my house to Sky and I was I had my worship on and i was singing my head off i'm a great singer where's our praise team i'm a great singer when darlene is on you know hill songs i'm like yeah and then if the music stops it's like (coughs) like (laughs) so i was on the hill songs band all the way up to sky and i'm singing my head off and i arrived i had i had offered to take a meeting for ministers of the Uh, we call it the We Free Church, I don't, it's a reformed theology, it's a very Calvinistic and they asked if I would speak to them and they had arranged a meeting in a hotel, these We Free ministers (laughs) who don't agree in women being in ministry and they don't think women should speak or open their mouths or wear trousers or, so I thought oh gosh this will be interesting and I even put a skirt on in honor of the We Free Ministers. And uh, so I'm singing my head off the whole way up. And I was saying, Lord, just give me this mountain. Just give me this mountain. Give me a place in sky. Lord, that we could plant a Christian, heal the broken heart. A place in sky. So five hours prayer, more or less. And I got to the hotel where the ministers were all in the big lounge waiting for me, and I parked my hotel outside. I parked my car outside this hotel, and I got out my car, and the Holy Spirit hit me, and uh, I fell over the bonnet of my car. <laughs> <laughs> the ministers were all, st- ministers who don't move in the Holy Spirit and don't think women should do anything except you know, make the tea, and I, I fell over the bonnet of my car, and I started to laugh and cry. I mean, I looked like a basket case, <laughs> and I was laughing as the spirit hit me, but I was crying because I was saying, oh Lord, please don't do this to me in front of these men. This is just crazy. Please, 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 and I, I pulled myself together. I looked totally drunk, I looked even worse than drunk because I had a skirt on and high heels and I was drunk. And we had the most amazing meeting in this hotel in Skye. And the longer I stayed in this hotel in Skye, the more convinced I was that this was the place that God wanted the counselling service. And so at the end of the meetings, I asked if I could see the manager and I said, my name's Andrea and... um, I feel God wants this place to be a, a Christian counselling service centre. Could I have your hotel? <laughs> I don't know if he was a Christian yet. And he said, no, hen, you can't have this hotel. <laughs> I said, well, I was just fed. Vet- I mean, I'm sure they all thought I'm as a total basket case by now. He said, wait a minute, I'll go and get my mum. She's 86 and she's the owner. I think you should talk to my mum so he went out the back and in, in came this little old lady and I said hello uh, my name's Andrea and I, I serve the Lord and, and my vision is to plant places where the brokenhearted could come and be healed and, and to plant houses of prayer and a place where people would have their souls restored and I started to speak to this woman I mean the language of our scriptures. And she starts crying. And the more I'm speaking scripture, I'm, you know, I'm saying, and God wants to do this, and God wants to heal, and he wants to set people free, and he wants people restored, and he's looking for houses of peace. And so I'm talking to this old lady, and she's crying. And the presence of the Lord, I mean, it was amazing. And she said in her lovely, lovely Highland accent, she said, Oh lassie, lassie, lassie where have you been? I've been waiting 40 years for you. And I said, what do you mean? And she took me out the back and through the kitchen and out in the back in this big sort of yard field place, there was built a three-story house. And she said, 40 years ago, the Lord said to her, get ready. And the Lord, 40 years ago, had told her to build a house of prayer. And And when the house was being built, you know those old elastoplast tins that were sort of metal? I I don't know if you're maybe too young, but she had to write scriptures in these tins and place the scriptures all around the walls of the house, heal the brokenhearted, set the captives free, restore the souls, all the way around the house. And then they built the house and they furnished the house and then nothing happened. And I walk in and... And she gave me the keys and she said, Lassie, 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 I've just been waiting for you to come and get this, <laughs> the mountain of supernatural breakthroughs, my goodness, there might be places in this time that God has prepared 40 years ago for such a time as this faith for such a time as this courage for such a time as this mountain moving people for such a time as this people who will possess their inheritance for such a time as this how would that be wouldn't that be amazing i can't wait to come back and visit you to see what you've possessed and then lastly i think we've got five more minutes we've got five more minutes lastly give me this mountain the mountain of signs and wonders following the preaching of the word of God. I mean sometimes we can teach and sometimes we may be able be even able to preach. But the question I have is there power? Is there signs and wonders following the preaching of the word of God? The story of a man his son was very caught up in the world of drug addiction and alcohol addiction. Uh, This boy, young man, had been a a fine student and a great young man and he just, in university, got into the wrong sort of company and kind of got lost. And one day, uh, one evening, the police phoned the daddy and said we have your son down here in the prison and and drug and alcohol and all this, you better come down. And by the time the daddy got to the prison, they had released the young man and his friends, and daddy decided to go to the flat where they all hung out. And he went in, and and he said there was just a kind of fog (laughs) in the flat. You know, people were smoking whatever it is they smoke and doing whatever it is they do. And then he saw his son over on the sofa slumped, just in a, uh, you know, a blah, and he, he started to cry. And we'd been teaching on signs and wonders, but we'd also been teaching on all these signs and wonders. It's not so much about power, it's about God loving us back into life. And so the daddy went over to where his son was and the son was totally out of it. And the daddy leaned over and he just kissed his boy on the head and, and spoke words of love and said, I love you, I'm your father and I love you. I am your father and I love you. And then he just came away. <coughs> and about three months later, the phone rang and it was his son and <coughs> the boy said hello <coughs> could i buy you lunch and so the father said yes that that would be lovely and they met in a place in edinburgh and they went in and had lunch and the father got there first <coughs> and he was sitting at the table and a very smart young man arrived you know, with the haircut and the suit totally cleaned up and the dad started to cry and, and say Yo, how did this happen? It, like, is that you? How, how did this happen? He said, I'm totally cleaned up and I have a job. and So here's this very smart young man and back on track. And the daddy said, well, when did this happen? How did this happen? He said, it happened the night you came to the flat and you bent over and said, I love you. I I love you and you kissed me. And he said it was like a kiss of affirmation and, and you kissed me and, and you kissed me and you said I love you. I love you and he said that night I got totally released and healed. Isn't that amazing? <coughs> kiss of love. Kiss of affirmation. Give me this mountain. Give me the mountain of signs and wonders following the kiss of love. Give me that mountain of signs and wonders on the kiss of affirmation, on the words of affirmation, on the teaching and preaching about God who is a God of love, who wants to set his people free, who wants to heal, who wants people to be all that they've to be, who wants people to live their life much more abundantly. Lord, would you give me this mountain in the name of Jesus? God's probably speaking to you about your mountains. I, I don't know your town. All I've had time for is a wee drive through the town. But I suspect there are mountains that are waiting to be moved on the word of your command. And I suspect, here's a supernatural suggestion, I suspect there are buildings waiting to possess, be possessed By the prayer of God's people, give me this mountain. Lord, would you give me this mountain? Amen. We're running out of time. Let's have the praise team back up. I'd love to minister to you and to release faith and courage and also to release people from any stuckness. And I'm going to ask if we could maybe move the the tables and the flowers just back a wee bit and i'd like you to stand and i'm going to pray for you let's stand i i i as i pray i sometimes pray silently i'm going to speak when i pray for you but in my own life i sometimes lift my arms like this just lift both that That's my sign. That's my prayer of surrender. And then if you watch me just for a minute, I then sometimes bring my hands down to here. And that's me receiving. And then if you watch me again, I sometimes reach my hands out as if I'm reaching out the whole world in my hands. And we're going to pray like that. Let's just pray a prayer together of surrender. I'll speak out. Father God, we lift our hands to you today and as a family of God in this church, the Vineyard Church in Carrickfergus, we surrender all again to you, where we're at, where we've been, the history of our church, the journey you've taken us on until this stage and this day and Father God, I pray for a new anointing to come on your people. I pray as we surrender what we thought and surrender what we do and surrender what we think we've to build. Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus for new levels of faith and power and breakthrough and enlargement that you would take this church beyond where they are just now. That we would be amazed that in a year's time they will have known enlargement and they would have moved mountains and possessed their inheritance. Father God, I pray now you would give them now go into the position of receiving. I pray you would give them faith. I pray you would give them power. I pray you would give them revelation. I pray you would give them gifts of healing. I pray you would give them a supernatural anointing in courage and in love and in outreach and in multiplication of who they are. I pray that they would receive people into this church. Now reach your arms out and cuddle the world. Father, we think of our neighbours in Carrickfergus. We think of those that are in our street. We think of those that are in our office. We think of those that are in our clubs and our pubs and those that are our friends and those that we do life with. And we reach out, Lord, even as the ladies reached out, we reach out to those people today and we pray. For the mountain of souls coming to Christ, we pray for the mountain of supernatural breakthroughs. We pray in Jesus' name for the mountain of signs and of wonders to start. We pray for an avalanche of testimonies to start being released stories about the goodness and the greatness, the power and the love of God. So come, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit.